There goes a quarter of our congregation. It's uh, nice to see all those children. Praise the Lord. Well, so thankful again to have the Straubs with us today. Uh, you know, what can I say about the Straubs? You know, uh, other than this, uh, that they're a gift to the church. You know, I'm just uh, so thankful for them. I'm so thankful for Jeff and his friendship uh, that I've had through so many, so many years. Um, uh, Jeff, again, has a gr- uh, great education. And uh, he's uh, been a gift, uh, n- not only to uh, our church and a, c- and a couple churches, but his influence has really been felt worldwide. He's to train men uh, for the pastorate, and uh, there's men that happen to be in the pastorate all over the world today. And when I mean all over the world, I mean all over the world, uh, that are training other pastors, that are training uh, individuals that happen to be, again, in their churches. And he's taught them doctrine. He's taught them church history and uh, all the stuff that goes uh, goes along with that. He's taught them how to how to preach, how to handle the word of God, how to rightly exegete the word of the, the scriptures. And I'm so thankful for him. He's been a great blessing to the church, and the Straub family have have been a great blessing to the church. They've been a family. When you think of the word endurance, um, that word comes to mind: loving endurance. You know how they've gone through so many battles, so many um, trials that happen to begin in their life, so much suffering, and uh, and uh, they've never broken apart. They've never lost their faith. Uh, they keep on serving the Lord Jesus Christ, and we love you folks dearly. And uh, Jeff's been a real great friend. You know, uh, sometimes in the in the pastoral ministry, uh, you have things that come up, and uh, to talk about it in, in, uh, with the congregation many times is very. Uh, what, what, what would you call it? Very dangerous, you know, and to, to, to have a voice where you can talk to, where you can talk about your fears, your anxieties, your, your, your troubles, how to handle it. I've always had a safe place where I could pick up the phone and I could call Jeff and he would, he would listen and he would give me honest counsel. And so I'm really, the, this family holds a special um, uh, place in my heart. I'm so thankful to have you guys here. You guys are like family. Uh, for those who are new, which is probably the vast majority of you, um, let me just give you one little bit of history. Uh, the church, and some of, some of you know this, was really going on in an Armenian direction and m- might not even lasted. And uh, there happened to be a gentleman who was taking seminary courses over at Detroit Baptist Theological Seminary that uh, decided to come over and give it a shot at Emmanuel Baptist Church. And the reason why there's an, a church today in the providence of God, God is provident, uh, it's his power over all of that, is he puts the right people in the right places at the right time. And Pastor, Pastor Straub, Dr. Straub, Jeff Straub, Mr. Straub, whatever you'd like to call him, uh, was placed in that position just at the right time. And uh, so thankful because many of you are a product. And many of you who do not know Jeff and, and uh, Becky are actually products of them because other people in our church have invested in you. Uh, so I'm so thankful to have my good, good friend uh, preach to us today, and I'm going to ask you to come forth, my good brother in the faith. Praise the Lord for you. I don't know if I can preach after all that. I'm not sure who you're talking about. (laughs) (sighs) Well, a lot of things have changed around here, but the pulpit is the same. It's a different color. Nice to see you, Mr. Doherty. And Mr. Weller, nice to see you, Mrs. Weller. And a few, it's a blessing to be here this morning. Did you know there are 312 red lights from downtown Windsor out to here? And not any of them are coordinated. You have to, hi, May, 
You have to stop at every stinking red light to come here. Utter nonsense. So we were a couple of minutes late. Uh, It is a joy to be back. You know, one of the things that I always loved about Emmanuel was Emmanuel's a little taste of heaven. The number of ethnicities that that worshipped here at Emmanuel during my time here in the 90s was just stunning. We had people from the Philippines. We had people from Ecuador. We had people from China. We had people from Romania. You know, we had people from Portugal. We just had people from all over the world. And it was just stunning to me. And it's the same way here today. Red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. Jesus loves all the children of the world. This is a little bit what heaven's going to look like. This diversity. This this wonderful mix of men and women who all love the Lord Jesus. This is the first time I've been back in Canada since COVID. You know, we had this little incident globally that kind of shut things down and made it kind of difficult to travel and do things. A few months before COVID hit, I was doing a pulpit supply in a church in the Twin Cities area. Hi, Linda. Nice to see you. Um, I was doing a pulpit supply in a church and preached the Sunday morning and came home and had my lunch and sat down in my chair where I do on Sundays and kind of was going to read the inside of my eyelids and take a nap. And all of a sudden I got really cold. And I told Rebecca, I'm really cold. And so the afternoon kind of wild away, and it's time to go to church. And so we got up, and she and I went, went to church. We sat down in the auditorium. Service began. Five minutes in, I got to go home. I feel terrible. We went home. I sat back in my chair. And then I needed to get up and use the washroom. And I, instead of going up, I went down, fell to the floor. My wife couldn't get me up. She called my neighbors. They couldn't get me up. They called 911 and some big, burly EMTs and a couple of cops came and finally got me up. But I was... didn't know where I was and what was going on. And somebody said to my wife, you think we should take your husband to the hospital? And she said, yes. And the next thing I remember was Monday. I woke up and I looked around and I, I think I'm in the hospital. What am I doing here? I had a case of sepsis. And just like that, I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital, I don't know, three or four days, a week. And this text 
really was driven home to me. So teach us to number our days. Now, the irony of all of this, I really wanted to hear Kevin preach this morning. I really did. He's just, you know, he wanted me to preach, and I consented to the request of the pastor. But um, the irony of this, as I contemplated what I might preach on today, now, you know, for some of you, you've heard me preach on a lot of things over the years, and... and uh, you know, what can I preach on that? I thought, I'm going to preach this text, Psalm 90. And then on Monday of this last week, I was using a chainsaw. I have neuropathy in my feet now, and I can't feel my feet. They don't work real well. And I can't feel my feet. And I was trying to dance around the, the city of Plymouth where I live uh, decided to do curbs and gutters, and oh, they knocked down six big oak trees in the back of my property, and so I've been trying to cut them up so I can burn them in my fireplace. And I was out cutting the wood this week, and I slipped and fell backwards with a running chainsaw, wearing shorts. And I have a nice on my right leg, a nice mark where the chainsaw just brushed against my leg. Now, I've been running chainsaws for over 50 years. This is the first time I had that kind of an accident. So teach us to number our days. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9 and verse 27, that we have an appointment. It is appointed unto men to die. I hate to tell you this, but every one of us in here have an appointment. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know, and you don't either. And even if you think you know, doctor will come in, you know, and say, you know, your mother has two days to live. Sometimes she lives 15 more minutes and sometimes she lives two weeks. We don't have any way of knowing when death occurs. But God knows the hour of our appointed demise. And this psalm, the Anglicans often use this as a funeral sermon, but I think this is a sermon for life to remind us of how we should live in this world. Psalm 90 is an interesting psalm. You'll notice it's ascribed to Moses, the man of God. This tells us one thing about the psalm, it's likely the oldest psalm in the Psalter. 150 psalms, nearly half of them written by David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. There are a number of so-called orphan psalms that we don't know who wrote. 
Could be that Moses may have written some of the orphan psalms. But according to the scripture, Moses is ascribed as the author of this psalm. And if that's true, and I don't know any reason to deny its truth, although you understand those who are less committed to the literality and inspiration of the Bible deny all kinds of things about the Bible. But assuming it's true, it would make this psalm at least one of the oldest psalms in the Bible, if not the oldest. Been around a long, long time. So teach us to number our days. I went and followed Richard's text and got away from the one I was going to preach on. The psalm is divided into three sections. It's 17 verses long. It has three sections to the psalm. The first unit is verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2, which deal with God the eternal Sovereign. That's where we start in any consideration of life. We start with the author of life. Then verses 3 through 12, it really is a description of the transient nature of life. And the reality is that humanity is the subject the object of God's wrath, because by and large, humanity has thumbed its nose to God, or worse. You remember our illustrious Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau and how he was occasionally showed his contempt for the Canadian news media by flipping the finger. And that's exactly how humanity has treated God. I don't care what God says. We were at a disability conference this week and one of the speakers spoke out on the on the horror of the culture of death in our world. He said, and I was surprised, but he said that physician-assisted suicide is the sixth leading cause of death in Canada. Can that be right? Well, of course, it, it isn't right, even if it's true. But... Minnesota, we, we live in a state that is as bad as any place in Canada as far as liberal politics. They're talking about passing gender-affirming legislation that will allow children to seek mutilation The culture of death. 
And the and Moses here talks about the wrath of God that abides on humanity because of humanity's utter disregard for God their creator. And then the last few verses, verses 13 to 17, is a plea for mercy. From God's people to the sovereign God. Let's begin to look at the text. Brother Richard read it. I'll read it again in pieces as we go through. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you'll notice this word, Lord, is not in all caps. Which means this is not the personal name of God, Yahweh. Yahweh will be used later in the psalm. But this is Adonai, Master, Sovereign. This is recognizing God for who He is. He is the Creator. He is the God. He is the one who brought us into being. In him we live and move and have our being. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. You know, friends, whether or not you know God, whether or not you love God, whether or not you fear God, you are still in God. God is all around. And nothing you and I can do can remove ourselves from the all-presence of God. Before the mountains were brought forth. Or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting, everlasting to everlasting. Now how long is Everlasting. I should pick on Mike. I haven't picked on Mike for a long time from the pulpit. Long time. <laughs> Can somebody help the boy out? What kind of anemic answer is that? A long time. Well, duh. I mean, the point of the text is you can't count God's days going backward. And you can't count God's days going forward. They never end. From everlasting to everlasting. You are God. Wow. What a mighty God we serve. There was a time when this world wasn't. But he was still God. And there's coming a time where this world won't be. But he'll still be God. What 
a mighty God we serve. Now that's the starting point for Moses in this exhortation. You have been our dwelling place in all generations. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Well, how does humanity stack up to this everlasting God? Verse 3. You return man to dust. I really thought about trying to figure out where I could get some dust today and bring it to the pulpit and just kind of sprinkle it on this nice carpeted pulpit. We used to have a paved, I mean a gravel parking lot out here. I assume it's still gravel in some places, but it's a little wet out there to get any dust. And I didn't think that my uh, that uh, Kevin would really appreciate it if I dropped some mud on the carpet here. No dust. It looks like somebody did a good job of cleaning here. We know what dust is. Of course, you know, you go into people's homes and you see dust in their homes, and you know a lot of that is human skin that we slough off all the time. It's just detritus, decay. I once was asked by a lady who was, she couldn't walk very well. And after her husband died, he'd been a pastor. All of his books and all of his office were upstairs, and she hadn't been up there for years. And would we help her clean out her, past, her husband's study? You could almost shovel the dust out with a shovel. I mean, it was really something. I'd never been in a place where dust had accumulated that, that much. God looks at us as nothing but dust. You return man to dust and say, return, O children of men, for, one reason why, for a thousand years in your sight. You know, this is a Methuselah kind of a lifetime. Now, Mike Doherty is old. The jury is out on how old he is. But Mike's old. But he ain't going to live to be a thousand. I'm pretty sure of that. No, the Canadian healthcare system just isn't that good. And neither is the American healthcare system for that matter. I'm not going to live to be a thousand. Praise the Lord. A thousand years in your sight is but yesterday. Can you remember what you had for lunch yesterday? No, I've slept since then. I mean, yesterday is just a memory to us. If you use Facebook, you get these memories, you know, five years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, and you get these pictures and you say, Really? That was 10 years ago? you got to be kidding me. How quickly time flies. I left Windsor in 1999. When I was crossing the border 
And doing my seminary work over at Detroit, you could buy a book of bridge tickets for five bucks and you'd get 10 tickets. This was in the early 90s. That same book of 10 tickets will now cost you $92.50. Talk about inflation. Somebody is making a killing off of that bridge. Now, I know they have to paint it every once in a while. It seems like they paint it all the time. It's, you know, I've never been across the bridge when they weren't working on it. But to go from 50 cents, and it was probably cheaper than that when it was built. Anybody remember how cheap it was back in the good old days? 25 cents, probably something, who knows? $9.25 just to drive across that stupid bridge. Well, you know what are your choices? You can swim the river if you want. (laughs) Go ahead. You can drive through the tunnel, but apparently it's about the same price. You can drive somewhere else. Cross over by land. I mean, you're really stuck if you want to go across away. You know, at $18.50 for a round-trip ticket, it isn't worth it to go over there and buy gas anymore. Yesterday. A thousand years is like yesterday, and it's gone. Or as a watch in the night. Watch in the night is four hours. God, you sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream. Do you ever wake up in the morning and think, you know, I know I was dreaming last night, but I can't remember what I dreamed about. That's how fleeting our life is. That's how insignificant our life is. It's like a forgotten dream. We think we're important. We think we make a contribution. But our life is like dust and a dream and a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. You sweep them away, verse 5. As with a flood, they are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. And in the evening it fades and withers. Here today, gone tomorrow. For we are brought to an end by your anger and by your wrath we we are dismayed. This is humanity. We face the wrath of a holy God. I have a cousin who lives in Ottawa. And his son goes by the name of Kate. I pray for him that God would be merciful. I can't evangelize that family because they're 2,000 miles apart. I mean, I could tell them they're going to hell. I'm not sure that would be helpful at this point. Might be true. Maybe that's what I ought to do. But 
beloved. These people are going to stand before a just and holy God. We are too, by the way. Every one of us is going to stand before the God in heaven. You have set our iniquities before you, our secrets in the light of your presence. Do you think that we're going to get away with anything for God, with God? Don't tell my wife I said this. Don't tell my kids. Don't tell my boss. Don't tell the principal of my school. Don't tell my neighbor. We think we have secrets that we can keep from others. There'll be no secrets from God. We'll stand before God and everything will be exposed. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. It's over. The years of our life are 70. You know, I never thought I would see 70. I still am not at 70. If I live, my wife hates me saying this. If I live to my next birthday, I will be 67. I'm still ahead of you, Mike. Aren't I? <laughs> I don't think I'm ahead of Romolo, though. I think Romolo's at least 10 years ahead of me. I know you are. I didn't want to point that out. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. You know, nobody told me getting old would be this hard. I don't know whose idea is to stand during singing, but I'm just not doing it at my age. And if that's a sin, so be it. The preacher of the hour tonight, which I understand is Rachel. Rachel's preaching tonight. Uh, the preacher of the hour tonight can lecture me on the importance of standing when you sing. I don't get it. And I can't do it much anymore. I can hardly get into my van. I just can't lift my legs you know, the same way and my feet don't work and my hands are numb and I can't hear very well. Will you speak up? I mean, getting old is hard. And the toil and the tears and the sorrow. I can't believe all the number of, pe all the number of people that I know that are dead. I look out here and their face is missing. Mike's mom. Our sister Vicky. Murray Braithwaite. I got nobody to go down to. 
whatever that delicatessen is anymore, and have speck with. People graduate to heaven. Or worse, they go to hell. That's the world we live in. Verse 11, who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? Beloved, we need to remember God as we walk through this life. And then verse 12 is the pivotal verse of the, of the psalm. So, teach us to number our days. <coughs> You mean we're supposed to sit around and count how many days we have? Well, I think that's not, I don't think that's really what Moses is saying, but I, I think what Moses is saying is pay attention, life is short. You're not going to live forever in this body. Praise the Lord for that. Death is coming. Now they, they, you know, they, we've all heard the slogan, there are two things that are certain in life, death and paying taxes. Today's tax day in Canada, I think. Is that what I heard? Is it today? Oh, tomorrow. Okay, May 1st. Tomorrow's tax day. Pay your taxes. Death is coming. Now, for, for believers, we understand that we may not see death. We may be taken out of this world by Christ. And that's a hope that we have. But if you're here today and you're lost, you've never trusted Christ as Lord and Savior, you, you do not know him. Death is certain. And if you think this life is hard, you just wait till the other side. And you, won't, you can't imagine how much worse it will get. So teach us to number our days. And so my little bout with sepsis three years ago and my brush with the chainsaw six days ago, are part of how God teaches us that life is short. And going to funerals, I remember Mary's, going to funerals, that's a reminder that one of these days we're going to be there too. And we better live in the light of our approaching death. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me through heaven's open door and I don't feel at home in this world anymore. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. 
I'm pretty smart. Just ask me, I'll tell you. I got me a PhD. Big deal. I need biblical wisdom. And that's not something you get in a seminary classroom. Biblical wisdom starts with the word of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if we don't fear God, we don't even begin to understand the realities of life. So the last few verses, Moses leads us to corporate entreaty. Return, O Lord, how long? (laughs) How long? I'm telling you, uh, our sister playing the violin, Romania, correct? Yes, yes, Romania. Anybody else from Romania? Pace, Cifac, Slava Domnului, Harasho. All right, I'm sorry, that's Russian, but it's close enough. I've been to Romania a dozen times, and so I love Romania. So, Klitite, uh, got some Klitite, we'll come and have some Klitite today. <coughs> We're on Kirvai. Anyway, um, now I got wrapped up in my foreign languages. <laughs> How long? I've been to Ukraine a couple of times. And watching Russia pummel the Ukraine is really sad. How long, oh Lord? And now Sudan. I've taught in Africa where my son is. And one of our graduates from CABU was in Khartoum. He's now been evacuated. I was sitting at the breakfast room at the hotel this morning, and um, Canada has finished evacuating Canadians from Sudan. That's just two places. How long, O Lord? Have pity on your servants. God, have pity on us. If God didn't have pity on us, we'd be miserable. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. We cling to the love of God that is our all-sufficient Are you satisfied in the love of God? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. What a great song. Why do the kids have all the best songs? I think I'd rather go to junior church than listen to me preach. I do appreciate your pastor. If we're unable to attend church, we listen to Kevin. Sometimes I skip church just to listen to Kevin. I can't believe some of the things Kevin's preaching on. Ay, 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 ay. He's a good, faithful brother. Praise the Lord for it. I appreciate Kevin. I really do. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us. 
<laughs> what a, what a come. You think long life? Long life is an affliction. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us. No, that's all right. She's Linda. She's my friend. You want to preach, Linda, you just preach away. (laughs) Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. We want to see God work in our lives and in the lives of our children. And I am so thankful for my children that love the Lord Jesus. doing what they can do in their own way to serve the Lord Jesus. Let the favor of the Lord our God, this is, be upon us. And establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. God, if you don't bless us, we won't Be blessed. Beloved, this may be the last time I ever preach in this church. And all God's people said? (laughs) Now the truth of the matter is, I'm getting older, you're getting older, the world is getting older, COVID is still around, I mean, if they raise the price of the bridge anymore, I'm going to have to sit over there with a cup and take a collection before I can have enough money to drive across the border. Good grief. So teach us to number our days. Dear Christian, you better count and reflect. And remember, life is short. And you just don't know when your appointment with death is. Now, if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, you ought to fear to walk out of this, out of the doors of this church. Because if I walk out of the doors of this church and I get hit by a truck on my way home. I'm just going to heaven. If you're lost and you get hit by the same truck, you think it's been bad up till now. You just don't know the half of it, what's coming. You say you're trying to scare me. You better believe it. Because the Bible is very clear on the future of the lost. Trust in Jesus Christ, whom to know is life everlasting. I know Pastor Kevin would love to take the scripture and show you what it means to be a child of God, others in the church. If you're not a Christian, turn your life over to the Lord. Our days are numbered. They're getting harder with each passing year. 
I can't believe how many people I know of that have cancer. One of my old friends from when I went to school 50 years ago, he lost his wife recently to cancer. My wife's cousin, double mastectomy. A young man who lived in our home while he was doing his student teaching, his 12-year-old son has brain cancer. The list goes on. I... uh, called my friend Steve Thomas, tried to call my friend. He pastors across the river in, in uh, Huron, south of Detroit. I wanted to know if there was a Costco or Sam's Club where I could buy gas. His granddaughter has cancer. And uh, he sent me a text message that he couldn't talk to me because he's been sick and hasn't been able to speak for the last couple of days. And I asked him how, about how his granddaughter was doing. And then he told me about himself. I said, look, my prayer list is full. I can't pray for you. I'm praying for faith instead. <laughs> you know. And of course, I'm being facetious because he's, he's an old dear friend. But I'm telling you, there is just a lot of people to pray for. Now, I'm thrilled to see what God is doing. I'm so thrilled to watch Elizabeth on, online. That just thrills my heart. I'm thankful to see what God is doing. Don't tell Richard I said this. But I'm thrilled there too. I'm thrilled to see the goodness of God. I'm thrilled to see how Emmanuel has flourished. Best pastor this church has ever had is Kevin Scott. Hands down, bar none, best pastor. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen as it should be. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this reminder that life is short. Lord, teach us to count our days so that we can apply our hearts to wisdom. If there's someone here that's never trusted Christ, draw them to yourself. For those of us who are children of God, strengthen us, encourage us, Mold us, shape us, in Jesus' name, amen.